You're listening to Are You Happy Business Podcast on Captivate. Hello, Are You Happy Podcast. I'm here with David Albritton from 1988 Strategies. Um, 1988 because he graduated from the U.S. Naval Academy that year. He's been a coach now, executive coach for two years. Um, that comes from his experience. 25 years as a corporate communication executive. He also uh, was a GM at General Motors Defense, which is basically their aerospace and defense business unit. He was the vice president of communications, most recently at Amazon Web Services. Today we're going to be talking about his business, uh, 1988 industry, uh, 1988 strategies, um, where he's going full time doing executive coaching, um, helping helping leaders be better leaders. And like I said, he has a military background, so takes that perspective everywhere he goes. I'm very excited to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for coming, David. Would you mind just um, starting off by explaining uh, your background, your origin story, how you got here starting this business? Absolutely. No, thank you very much uh, for the opportunity to be here with you today. I hail from Philadelphia, go Eagles, um, but uh, went into the military uh, right after that, enlisted first, and then went to U.S. Naval Academy, spent 10 years as an officer in the Navy. The last five was as a Navy public affairs officer, and then started a career in corporate communications when I got out in 1998. Worked at a bunch of companies, Sears Robot Company, Compact Computer, which became Hewlett Packard. Worked at Raytheon, aerospace defense company, ITT, Defense, where I was the vice president of communications. That spun off to become Excellus uh, as an aerospace defense company back in 2011. Got acquired in 2015, and then I went to General Motors, where I ran all, I was executive director of communications for all comms outside of the U.S. for General Motors, and then got promoted to become the uh, president of General Motors Defense, which was their aerospace defense business unit. Left to go to Amazon Web Services, and then life changed. Um, My oldest daughter got diagnosed with leukemia. So I took a leave of absence and then decided not to go back. I had done everything in my corporate career I wanted to do and uh, had an aspiration to start my own business. And so that's how 1988 was created. Uh, first started since I had more than 25 years working in corporate communications as a public relations focused business. But I had a, a long history of mentorship and training and just giving back to help people move ahead in their careers. And as I started connecting with more coaches, um, got the idea that I could become an executive coach. So I actually went to Georgetown University's uh, prestigious uh, executive coaching program, got certified and got accredited by International Coaching Federation as executive coach. And so that's what I do all day, every day is uh, work as a coach. And I am truly enjoying the transition and really the breakthrough that my clients see um, when they actually dive into what it is that uh, can be their full potential. Was there any of you? Thing in your experience of 25 years as a corporate communication executive that like motivated you to start this business or was it just um the transition that happened when your di- your daughter got diagnosed that kind of like made you start thinking about starting a business and then you decided that this was the best thing for you no i've long well- thought about working for myself um and having you know the ability to control my schedule control what i work on i've loved all the companies i've worked for i've pr- really appreciated all the opportunities but um you know, as I've gotten older, as I think about retirement, you know, going forward, um, I've had some instances in between um, jobs where I had a few months off before I started the next job. And I can only be, quote unquote, retired for so long, before I'd probably go stir crazy. So I never really wanted to be retired. And um, so I thought if I started my own business, I wouldn't really have to ever retire. I could still consult and do other things. And so coaching is perfect in that realm, particularly after COVID, when we've become more normalized with engaging through a computer screen. And so wherever I am, I can coach as long as I've got a a device and I've got an Internet connection. And so, you know, I've, I've got clients all over the world. 
And uh, as long as I'm willing to accept different time zone issues, then I can coach at any time. And so I'm, I've thoroughly enjoyed being able to just kind of engage with people at their time in the way they need to and um, talking about the issues that they want to address as they think about their own career advancement. So you were like in leadership at different companies and mm -hmm. now you're coaching people one-on-one. -on -one. What is the um, difference between the two and how you go about being, I mean, a leader and like a person that's consulting other people? What do you enjoy about one or the other? Um, yeah. I very much enjoyed being a leader. You know, I was in the C-suite. Uh, I mean, and I also one job uh, we didn't mention, I sit as an independent board director on a public company called Invecta Corporation. Invecta spun off last year from Beckton Dickinson Corporation. It's a uh, Beckton Dickinson Company, excuse me. Uh, but Invecta is a $1.2 billion diabetes care business. And so I've been on the board since its inception uh, in April 2022. Um, so I'm very much enjoying, you know, that experience, which is new for me. Uh, but, you know, I've sat at every level inside corporations and I've truly enjoyed, enjoyed the opportunity to be a leader, to really become part of the mission of whatever company I'm working for, work with senior leadership, uh, have, you know, teams, build teams, develop teams. Um, and just the, you know, in the ecosystem, being able to work with some fantastic people. That's not dissimilar to being a coach, but, you know, with a coach, it's, you know, it's really more about developing the future goals of someone as they think about how they're going to progress forward. Many of us can be as, you know, as talented as possible in, the, in our chosen field. But after a while, you know, what got us to where we are today is not going to get us to the next level. And so we feel stagnant, we feel stuck, and we don't know how to move from where we are as we want to get considered for that next promotion, but don't necessarily know why perhaps I'm not getting considered. Um, coaching can help someone dive into those uh, you know, ideas that are internal already and just understand how to better fine tune those and figure out what it is I need to learn, what do I need to experience, how do I need to network, um, and just really ask yourself, you know, through a series of tough questions, you know, what is it that I need to do to be successful? Because there's a lot of common issues that I deal with, right? So some people freeze when they talk to senior people. Some people are introverted and don't naturally network. Some people are suffering in silence. Um, some people don't have confidence, right? So some people want a leadership voice. Some people just want to learn how to have executive presence. Um, and these aren't things that they necessarily talk about with their managers. They're not necessarily talking about these things with their mentors, because, you know, one of the misgivings about mentorship is you get assigned a mentor who's a more senior person inside the organization and your willingness to show weakness or to show something that you don't know or just, you know, give the appearance that you're not strong could have negative ramifications on your, you know, the perception that people have about you and your reputation. Well, as a coach, I'm a third party entirely. I have nothing to do with that ecosystem. And so you can come to me in a 100% safe, confidential environment and have a conversation about what your misgivings are. You know, if you want to find your leadership voice, well, what's not allowing you to have that today? What don't you feel confident about? What do you need to learn? Um, you know, those types of things. And so that's the big difference. And so people can talk about things with coaches that they probably can't with other folks. And that is a freeing experience for people as they really dive into the coaching experience. What is your favorite part of the process as a coach? Um, actually, the new, the, the new discovery. Meeting with someone first time in, a, in a, what I offer a free half hour coaching consultation for those that are considering coaching. Uh, I enjoy that the most because you meet people and you learn a lot about where they are. 
um, in their career and their life and what they aspire to do. You, um, you know, as a coach, I pay a lot of attention to what people tell me, but I also pay a lot of attention to what they don't tell me. And since I'm watching them in a Zoom or Teams call or something, I pay a lot of attention to body language, too, because a lot of times we don't know how we're showing up in situations and what you're telling someone um, is maybe coming out of your mouth one way, but your body's telling me something totally different. And as a coach, if I'm able to pick up on those things, we can I, I can address them. We can ask you a couple of questions about them. And many times it's a discovery that you had no idea you were showing up that way. And if you're showing up a certain way in certain audiences, it could be uh, an inhibitor to your success because people have formed a certain perception about you that you had no intention of doing. And so this is a great recognition of how you can kind of overcome those things and, and create strategies to be successful around that going forward. That's incredible. What would you say um, with your clients that you've worked with, what would you say is like their most common big obstacle when they're trying to reach the next level in a, a corporate environment? Um, many is, is, is feeling stuck, not, you know, they've been very successful getting to where they are, but, you know, as I tell many of them, what you knew yesterday, is not what you're going to need to know tomorrow to be successful. You can be, you know, a finance, let's say you're a finance person and you, you know, you went to the Ward school of business, right? You got an MBA, you got an undergrad and you got an MBA from Wharton, and you are, you know, top notch. That gets you to a certain point. At some point, you've got to have additional skill sets and additional knowledge about the company that have nothing to do with finance. Now you're going to be leading teams. You might have a larger team of people. You've got to be a people leader now. Now you've got to understand other aspects of the business outside of finance so that you can be more seen as a business partner first and a financial expert second. Um, there are a ton of things that as you become a more senior executive, that the companies rely upon you that have nothing to do with your functional expertise. Business partner first, functional expert second. That's a mentality shift. That's a mindset shift. That is something that is not taught in college. That's not something that you necessarily deal with in your day-to-day -day job. And it is definitely something that can inhibit your success if you don't recognize the need to learn how to do these things and become very proficient at them. I appreciate that. Very clear answers and like concise. I appreciate your um, the value you're offering today. How do, how do you uh, think that your background in the military has affected the way that you lead? Oh, it's the, it's the foundation. I mean, I was 17 years old when I went into uh, the military. I'm 57 today. So for 40 years, um, I've had all kinds of experiences working, you know, with thousands of people, you know, coming across many thousands of people. You know, the core construct of the military is very similar across all the services and at all levels, enlisted officer, et cetera. You go through a period of time where you've got to learn how to be led before you can become a leader. And so they break you down to brass tacks and take away all your natural uh, rights and give them back to you as privileges, even as low, you know, as small as going to the, the restroom. Um, but going through that process, uh, you develop the ability to recognize that you can't get through this journey alone. You've got to look left and right, lean on your teammates to get through that. And then you form this camaraderie that, you know, everybody recognizes that we have to get through this together. And then once you realize that, you know, if not one person gets more credit than anybody else, think about the magic that we can do together as a team, as a unit uh, in doing that. That's one of the core constructs, one of the core tenets of the military experience. If you transfer that forward into the corporate experience where it's not necessarily taught that way, um, you can create great advancements in your team and in the company's success 
by recognizing, you know, how the team comes together and recognizing different talents, regardless of title, regardless of rank and position. But, um, you know, great leaders are able to recognize uh, and develop and enhance the, the capabilities of their team, regardless of title. And so uh, I think the military experience helped me understand that as, you know, as I lived through it, but also as I became a more senior leader and being able to apply those uh, skills and that knowledge and, and my abilities in those areas to make sure that my teams were performing at a top level. What are some strategies that people can utilize within their companies to facilitate a team that team oriented um, environment mm-hmm. similar to the military? Like for example, if you want to use an example of like a sales manager, like how would you propose a sales manager um, build that camaraderie and that goal-oriented mindset that everybody so, brings together? Yeah, the one thing you always got to remember, regardless of what company you work for, what organization you're in, et cetera, et cetera, I don't care how advanced the technology is, you have the best widget in the world, every organization is made up of people, right? And every inside or every organization, there's a natural hierarchy. You got the CEO, you got the SVPs, EVPs, and all the way down. The first thing that when we get up in the morning, we're we're people first before we are title, before we are someone who makes a lot of money, anything. If you can recognize that people, you know, operate in a certain way and need certain, you know, just have innate uh, needs to be successful in where they are and operate and, you know, be respectful and bring people in to be part of the solution at, you know, whatever contribution they can provide, then you get the best out of folks. There are folks who, from the time they get out of college, aspire to be a CEO, and they go on that track. But there are folks who are very comfortable being a senior manager and director and have no aspirations for the pressure that's going along with a CEO. That does not make them less valuable or less knowledgeable about what's going on with the company. That's their personal choice. There are directors inside huge companies that are running circles around SVPs because they know so much. They have so much experience, right? But they just have no aspirations to be a senior leader in that way. Um, that's their choice. But you know, when you recognize them as a leader and you're able to leverage those talents and, and really bring the best out of those folks for the benefit of the entire organization, the team wins, the company wins. And um, that's what you're trying to develop as a leader. Uh, many times you don't know that, right? You're a great functional expert. We talked about being a finance person. You could be an engineer. You could be a manufacturing person. Until you really re- recognize how valuable leadership is and how, it, you know, how much of an advantage it is to bring everybody along for the ride for the success, then that's when you truly unlock and uncover your potential as a leader. And people start recognizing you and grading your papers differently to consider you for positions of higher thought. That's incredible. So that's the beginning part of that uh, was just seeing that recognizing that we're people first and that some people have different goals. And if um, there's some people, for example, that never had that desire of becoming a CEO and they're just in this lower level position and they're happy with it. Um, But those, it's important to recognize that you can also get a lot of value from those people, despite them not having those goals. And I guess it's just getting a good understanding as a leader, like of who your subordinates are, not subordinates, it's going to be a team, but who who people are and like get a good understanding of what they like and what they want to be doing and try to optimize um, them on your team as best you can. Absolutely. I mean, just because you have title does not mean, you know, it is impossible for a CEO of a multi-billion dollar multi you know, national corporation to know everything that's going on inside that corporation. He or she has to rely upon the knowledge, the experience, the skill set 
and the decision-making authority of all of his or her leadership. And that cascades all the way down through the organization. Um, you know, the great thing about being a great leader is to get great people who are smarter than you and then get out of their way. You got to develop that as a skill set. It has nothing to do with that degree in finance you have or that degree in communications or whatever it is that you have, right? These are learned skills and, you know, opportunities for you just to continue advancing yourself. And a coach can help you uncover and unlock some of those things by understanding how important it is for your continued success beyond your functional skills and knowledge. That's awesome. I like that. You know, get people that are better than you and then get out of their way. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a skill that you don't learn in, in the classroom. For sure. um, I appreciate your time today and all the value provided, David. Um, um, thank you so much for being on and I would love to continue this conversation. No, thank you very much. I, I appreciate it. If anybody's interested in, you know, please visit my website, www.1988strategies.com or go to my LinkedIn page. I'd love to connect with folks on LinkedIn. And I have a free newsletter that comes out every Monday where I talk about topical issues as it relates to, um, you know, advancing your career. Um, it's becoming quite popular. And, uh, you know, I encourage you to sign up for it. How do they access that free um, offering to So it's on LinkedIn. It's called Career Growth Catalyst. Um, but if you connect with me on LinkedIn, you'll see it on my page. You can subscribe and, um, you know, we're off to the races. Awesome. Thank you, David. Thank you so much.